Tell me about an object you keep close to you and why. I chose a saber that is currently in the corner of my office. And that might sound strange that I have a sword in the corner, but it's actually a saber that I used um, when I toured with drum corps for three years and then used for winter guard when I was on the East Coast marching with quite a few groups. And I aged out long ago, but I still keep it around and I always keep it in my office no matter where I am in the world. It's actually a symbol of my nerddom rather than any sort of violence because it's uh, it's associated more with drum corps and winter guard, which are very nerdy activities. Um, it's like professional marching band. It reminds me of hard work um, because when I was on tour, we were practicing sometimes 10 hour days and we would get on a tour bus, drive overnight, have to sleep on the bus, get off in the morning at 9 a.m. and start the whole day over again. Um, and we toured all over, I think to about 46 different states in the U.S. and a couple Canadian provinces. Um, and it was just this very intense time of my life where no matter how exhausted I was, I would still get off that bus every morning and start practice again. So even though I haven't touched it or performed with it in probably about 10 years, I keep it around to remind me that even when I'm completely exhausted, I still have to keep doing the daily work. Dr. Sarah Ann Carter is the visiting executive director for the Center for Design and Material Culture and a visiting assistant professor in design studies in the School of Human Ecology at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Material culture is the study of the material traces of the past. Those traces can be anything from objects in a museum to landscapes to objects that humans might have thought about or imagined or engaged with. Material culture really can be the study of a whole range of objects and things from the very distant past to just five moments ago. Excuse me, Sarah? Yeah, Sarah? yes, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't you write an article about a really old cookie and Scooby-Doo? Well, well, yeah. And those essays also took material culture approaches, but in different ways because, you know, material culture is not the, the history of objects or the study of objects. It's history through objects. It's thinking about the past really broadly defined through the study of material things, through the study of stuff. And that's where it gets really exciting. The items you choose to keep close help frame who you are and often tell more about you than you've ever said out loud. When you get right down to it and when you start to think deeply about everyday objects like food, shelter, and clothing, when you explore the things you choose to satisfy those needs, that's material culture. It's everywhere and we do it all the time, but it's not something we think about a lot. After all, when was the last time you pondered the deeper meaning of a bumper sticker or why you just can't part with the potholder you made in grade school? I think one way to explain material culture and to make something that seems lofty and academic accessible is by examining it through a few key items like how a magnifying glass can focus sunlight into a single point. And that's exactly what we're going to do. I'm Jonah Chester. I'm your host, Jonah Fields, and you are listening to Refrangible.
a production of the Center for Design and Material Culture at UW-Madison. Over the next four episodes, we're going to explore the idea of material culture by focusing on four objects. In our first episode, we'll travel back to the American home front during World War II through the eyes of a young girl from Arkansas. My name is Irma Phillips. Well, uh, mostly I remember when I got to be a senior that my folks, uh, we had moved from a little community and they had a buggy, a horse and buggy because of the gas and so on. And uh, so when I was in a senior, we borrowed dad's wagon and his horse and the senior class went out and collected newspapers for the war effort. We traveled to 1943 to explore what the domestic war effort can teach us about how America is weathering the pandemic. My dad had two sisters and they would send us clothes when they would quit wearing them. They would send them to us. And this was a suit uh, that they sent the Navy as a kind of a royal blue. And then this was a pink. But anyway, it, I had to make it over so I'd have a dress for graduation. And that was from my dad's sisters that they sent me during the war. New episodes drop every month. You can subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can also find full episodes, plus bonus content, transcripts, and much more on the Center for Design and Material Cultures website at cdmc.wisc.edu. Thanks for listening. And be sure to hit subscribe and leave a review. You can also give us a shout out on social media and let us know what you think about the show or if you have any thoughts or recommendations for future episodes. Just tweet at UW underscore CDMC. Stay tuned for more.